We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. All these things are true. And you know what else is true? That we are live Tuesday, 1 o'clock, PGA DFS Strategy Show here at awesomeo.com. I am Ben Raza. I am joined, as I always am, by Eric Lindquist. It's a major. This is a big one. Second major of the year, the PGA Championship is upon us from Southern Hills in Oklahoma. We're going to break down the course. We're going to break down the players. We're going to talk about some other things, including Yahoo Fantasy in just a little bit. But, sir, Major, you got to feel excited, do you not? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this one. Uh, really roundabout story to kind of bring up, because as you, I was digging into this golf course a little bit more, I, I didn't realize, in the pandemic, I, I kept driving to Ojai, California, O-J-A-I, it's about an hour and 15 minutes from, from, uh, from Los Angeles. It's an absolutely incredible place. Uh, I believe EZA was filmed there uh, for those who care about such things. But regardless, Ojai, okay. California is a magical place. It's in the middle of these beautiful mountains. And there's a beautiful guy named Gil Hans who redesigned Soul Park. It's one of the best public tracks, if not the best public track you will ever play in your entire life. Like by far uh, the best value. It's like 30 32 bucks to play it during the week. Uh, it is absolutely unbelievable. That is the guy who did the complete redesign for Southern Hills. So as I'm looking at this golf course and I'm seeing some of the attributes of it, I'm like, oh, this guy knows what's up. Uh, just looking at how they really went about it. You can check it out on the Fried Egg podcast as well. If you want to go listen to that, I, I, I've always enjoyed that podcast, but they talk through it. Gil Hans goes on and, and talks about some of the redesign aspects of how this is different from the 01 PGA, from the 07 PGA, everything else that we've seen in previous iterations on this golf course. Incredible stuff. So a little bit of a near and dear to my heart kind of situation here. Gil Hans, a really amazing golf course that was a big part of my life for the last couple of years. And now we get to see it in effect at a major championship. Yeah. You know, the course is going to be a hot topic because we don't know exactly how it's going to play. We'll get there in just a little bit. Maybe I'll throw in a, a bonus Preakness pick, even that race. It's going to be very, very bad, but that's okay. We start with speaking of very, very bad, the Byron Nelson recap. Many, many birdies were made. TPC Craig Ranch. <laughs> I couldn't think of a less comp course to what we're going to see here this week. I don't really have much to say. I, KH Lee is incredibly impressive when he likes a course. Clearly, he's in that territory of just mm -hmm. repeatedly playing good. We had some big names. Storm Xander made the cut on the number, shot 61 on Sunday. Neiman was up there, played terrible on Sunday. Is there anything that you want to even talk about with Byron Nelson? Nope. Okay, good. So uh, I don't really have anything either, to be honest. I, I think that we saw a lot of guys, you know, 
tune up, get ready. And most people had their sights set here. Some, you know, like KH Lee, big time win. Now they're on the resume and whatnot. But I, I think we can turn the page pretty quickly. What I would say with recent form, when you get into a situation like this, I, and you mentioned this on an odd shopper video this morning, I think much more Wells Fargo would come to this just in terms of difficult conditions compared to last week, even though, of course, it was, it was the last tournament we got to say. Yeah, if I'm going to pull out anything from the last couple of weeks, I'm going to take it from the Wells Fargo. I'm going to take it, you know, uh, Avenel Farm as opposed to whatever we just saw at Craig Ranch. Both mm-hmm. TPCs could not have played more different, could not have been more different in terms of the way that they were set up. Um, I, I guess wind and shorter rough, I would suppose here than most majors. Uh, so maybe that would be the one thing to pull out from last week. But we've seen some guys that have just had really good recent form at both. We've seen guys like Jordan Spieth coming off win second. Hard not to say that he's not in good form, but we're starting to see some of those numbers and ownership get steamed up to places that I'm uncomfortable with. So not that I'm really pulling anything from last week, but I'm just disregarding it, I think, more than the average person. Yeah, I think, listen, you you can look at it as a data point. If there's something you saw, I wanted my guys to play good, but I'm not going to say, oh, uh, you know, Will Z, he missed the cut on the number. Now you can't play him at the PGA. I think that's absolute nonsense. And I think the field thinks that too. I don't think people are going to be deterred by what we saw last week, but let's, let's get into Southern Hills. Let's get into some of the big time things that we're doing here. This course, we haven't really, you know, certainly in the, in the DFS era, it's not one that they regularly play. It looks incredibly difficult. It's long. It's a par 70 scoring is going to be Certainly elevated. We're going to have a, a big time over par. Big picture. What, what do you see? What do you think when you see this course? Yeah, I think it looks really tough. Uh, par 70, 75, 56. And par 70 with two par fives that are just unreachable unless you're behemoth long. Uh, even for them, looking at some of the green complexes on those, I mean, you have a 640-yard par five with one of the smallest greens on the golf course. It's a, it's going to be a very difficult test. It looks like the wind could be alarmingly high on the weekend, and I find it to be hard to imagine that I'm going to be building many 12-under, 14-under type teams, if any. Uh, I'm going to be building a lot of 6-8, which is kind of the ballpark I'm looking at. I wouldn't be completely shocked based on that win if we saw something around the even par mark, but I still think these are the best players in the world. And it always feels like you have enough short irons. I still think on some of these par fours where somebody's going to take advantage of them. I think eight under is kind of like the ballpark. I'm looking at scoring. If you had a set, uh, what is the over under? Have you even looked at what the over under is on, on books for, uh, for low score? I have not. Uh, if I haven't, I have not seen that. I personally think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be difficult. There's no doubt. I don't think it's going to be crazy difficult. I think that, a lot of times we run with that narrative. Maybe this is just me because it's cool. Like it's always fun to think like, oh my God, the winning score is going to be five over these guys. No one's going to make a birdie. People will score. It's going to be tricky. Mm -hmm. You're going to need to hit your shots, but you will be able to score here. Uh, Do I think that we could see a winner inside 10 under? Absolutely. Uh, But I I don't think that it's just going to be completely off the rails. Maybe if the wind is that bad and that's something we're going to monitor leading up to Thursday, but you know, it's tough when you get to tracks like this because you can really make a case for every part of your game. I think you really do need to drive it well here, but yes. you better be able to get out of the sand. Bunkers are going to be a big play around the green. The greens don't seem overly treacherous, but they're very small. Is it just truly an all around test here? 
Uh, it's an all-around test, but I'm definitely going to have more of an emphasis on driving than most weeks. Uh, obviously, iron play, if you're precise with iron play, you don't have to worry as much with bunkers. But if it's windy, you're just going to miss greens, and you got to be able to just salvage. And sometimes bogey can be a good score on some of these holes. I mean, you get some near 500-yard par fours that uh, look like they'll be playing into the prevailing wind there. And I, I find it hard to believe that coming down the stretch – uh, a whole like 17 won't have birdie written all over it or six waiting for you, depending on where they put that pin. They go front right on a short par, uh, short par four that can be drivable at 350 to some guys on, on a major championship setup. I think it sets up to be really exciting towards the end. So high variance in terms of scoring in that re- regard. Uh, I have more of an emphasis on driving. I think we've talked about that, but uh, all around test. Sure. I can see ways where you have a couple of these, shorter hitters, uh, some guys with some emphasis on putting around the green game. But I still don't see a guy like Kevin Na being somebody that I want to overinvest in or these really uh, like strong around the green guys because you got to be able to get it out there and regardless of the rough being shorter and, oh, well, it won't play as much to bombers. It absolutely, I think, is going to set up to be more of a bomber type setup. Yeah, I think that the, the rough is going to be one of the many interesting variables to me. I kind of define it where if the rough isn't punishing, you can take chances and you can work in and out of trouble. And if you get into, I've said this before, like if you're in the fescue, there are no good players, in my opinion, that can like, there's no fescue specialists where it's like, oh, well, they, they work out of trouble. (laughs) That'd be Jordan Spieth. Yeah. If you're in that much of trouble, it doesn't matter who you are, but if you're able to navigate out of, you know, not punishing rough. I think that is a skill set. And I think that is something that will help uh, some aggressive drivers of the ball, crafty scramblers for sure. And yes, you can mask it with irons, but I think between the wacky weather and just small green complexes, I don't think even like the Morikawa's of the world, you're not going to be able to just rely on your irons without being tested uh, around the green here. Yeah. And that makes it different than what we've seen in previous weeks. I think just feels like we've been emphasizing a lot of uh, iron play of late and uh, going to RBC heritage. You know, there's, there's a little bit of a blend that you can take from that, but there's just nothing in a golf course like that or what we've seen. So Jordan Spieth goes first, second, and now this golf course is completely different than either of those tests. And the numbers have just kept declining. And I know he's been striping it. So that's a a good vibe. If you're Jordan Spieth with that putter flips, you could just murder people, but I don't see it. I, I just, I'm going off of off of what I see being off the tee strength. That gets a big bump up. Uh, of course, iron play can be something where if you're going to score on a golf course that's a par 70, you better have some some decent irons where you're getting it close to the hole from 175 from 200 at times. So I, I think that that's just fine. But um, as far as as far as this goes, it's just too long of a golf course, I think. And with the wind popping up too. Uh, I will take the guys that I think just have a better chance of having more short irons. Yeah, I'm, I'm in line there. I'm going to, you know, I will build some different stacks of skills, but my predominant one, I want some pure ball strikers and guys that can definitely move mm-hmm. it out there off the tee. All right, let's get into the plays before we do though, powering the show Yahoo fantasy. If you haven't signed up yet, that's okay. Maybe you put it off but it is still available. It's on the screen. You can get one free month of Awesome Plus Platinum, which is going to cover you for PGA and all the other sports we have. When you sign up, deposit, and play at Yahoo, you can claim it at awesomeocom slash Yahoo-promo. It's on the screen right there. My man, Tyler, always on top of things. And, and Yahoo certainly 
with their pricing for this, you're going to be able to build some combinations that we simply can't get on the other sites. Really good prize pools. I'm very excited. I haven't played my teams over there yet because it's early in the week, but I will be playing over there this week. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new connections with monthly, annual, and bundled plans. Find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Anything that you want to say in terms of the structure with stars and scrubs versus balanced, just when you looked at the board this week? Yeah, Yahoo is just awesome play over there. But in terms of uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, across the board, I'm going to be playing all three. And what it seems to me to to really scream at is there's some names that are shocking to see further down the board, but if I compare them to what their outright numbers are, I'm talking about Webb Simpson. I'm talking about some of these other guys that are just going to get no attention because of current form. Patrick Reed starting to hit the ball a little bit better, but I just find it fascinating how people are just gravitating towards these 25, 30% guys and Xander at the top end, Justin Thomas at the top end. I think there's a lot of great pieces of value as you move down the board. Uh, it's a major championship, so you're going to get 7K, 8K players that have opportunities to still win this golf tournament. Uh, I, I think that, you know, looking at, at the way DraftKings finally, finally, in a major, decided to go price up John Rahm and Scott, uh, Scotty Scheffler uh, over 11K as opposed to being below those numbers at like the Mexico Open. I mean, it's incredible that we're finally getting the kind of pricing that makes you think. Um, so I, I've enjoyed that aspect of building lineups, but for the most part, you just get a stronger field. You really have nothing in the low six Ks. So best of luck trying to play rich beam at 6,200. Let me know how that goes for you, but it's going to be very concentrated. I think balance builds are going to be a huge part of everybody's portfolio. Uh, hard to get away from building some of those type structures, but if you want to have the win equity of a Scheffler and Rom, you're really going to have to find some unique combinations to do it. Well, here we go. Scotty Scheffler does lead us off. 11-4, Rom, they're the favorites for a reason. JT, Morikawa, and Rory. So there are five 10K and above. There are two 11K and above. You know, you can make a case for all five. Clearly, these guys are the best in the world. That's why they're up there. Is there one guy or two guys that either stand out where you want to play them or one guy or two guys that stand out where you say they're behind the other four? This might be weird, but we just got the tea times like an hour ago. Did you see that Rory's paired with Tiger? I heard that. Good. He'd teach him a thing or two. Um, yeah, it makes me like Rory less because I was planning on playing a ton of Rory at 10K, and now I feel a lot worse about it. Rory's been very open in the past about how difficult it is to play alongside Tiger. Um, whether it was the fairway walking in Atlanta with a zillion people there as Tiger ends up winning the tour championship, but he's been very vocal and Rory's a pretty honest opinionated guy with things. I think he's probably my favorite interview in all of golf, maybe of all of professional sports. Um, I guess Marshawn Lynch, probably number one, but uh, Rory McIlroy, close number two. 
Okay. I feel like this is a huge downgrade for Rory. He hates having this much attention. He's already Rory McIlroy and gains enough attention as it is. But you were kind of hoping that it would take some of the steam off of Rory going out here because this golf course is like, if you can hit it high, far, and if the wind pops up, we know that he grew up in Ireland and has all of those narratives going towards it. I mean, everything's set up for me to jam a bunch of Rory. And now I'm starting to feel a little bit less confident about it. I feel like this is a really nice draw for the situations of John Rahm to just be able to go out and be a stud. He's 11%. He's just a little bit more. Well, uh, Colin Morikawa is at 8.7%, but I think Rom kind of became my number one guy. I was planning on saying Rory one in the 10K range and Rom two. I think I might have to flip flop those simply because I know that if there's one person who's being open and honest about something that actually affects them, it's Rory. And I think just playing with Tiger is a huge downgrade for him. I think it's not ideal, but I don't think it's that big a deal. But Rory starts slow uh, anyway. If he's just in the middle of the pack, you know, maybe a stroke or two here or there. I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I still like Rory quite a bit, but I think you've identified John Rahm. If he's not getting mm-hmm. a lot of the buzz, I, I know it hasn't been, you know, it's not the, the most stellar start to a year for a guy this good, but he's still playing really solid golf. He just won. And now that field wasn't even remotely comparable. And he, he made no noise at the players and no noise at the masters, but I don't really worry about that. He's got the all around game. My biggest question with Rom, and I do think he's he's growing into this and learning this. He he just doesn't seem mostly apt to say, okay, like I need to grind out 72 today, and I'll be mm-hmm. really happy with that, even though that's too over par. At times he over overheats, and we've seen it, but the talent is there. I want to ask you about Scheffler, though. We have to talk about him. He's the he's mm-hmm. the highest price guy. He absolutely destroyed at the Masters. He's the best player in the world right now. There's no doubt about it. But do we want to pay that premium? Should we? Where do you think ownership goes? Talk to me about Scheffler. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler just played a Masters golf tournament. I saw the golf course in person. It was windy. It was firm. It was impossible. And he managed it better than anybody by a long way. So it's hard to look at Scotty Scheffler and say, you're going to a PGA championship that's going to be playing firm, fast, and tough and not say that he has a, sh- a chance. That being said, he's now 11-4. Like, we're, we're talking about $400 more than what he was at the Masters. We're talking about a golf course that he has been very vocal and open about saying that he loves. He shot 63 there in benign nothing conditions in a practice round. I really don't have anything to base it off of that other than just, oh, Scotty Scheffler's just playing amazing golf, shocker. Um, but... I do expect for him to be, you know, the most owned of the range outside of Justin Thomas. And I kind of want to be rostering some Justin Thomas in my life regardless. I don't know if I can just say, oh, I want to roster some Scotty Scheffler regardless, because otherwise you just end up, you know, being very, very thin throughout your builds. If you're building 150, I want to make some more aggressive stands. So I think I'm going to be shorting Scotty Scheffler by a pretty hefty margin. It limits what else you can build him with. I think you kind of are forced into closer to the same builds with everybody else. If he goes out and wins, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising at all. He's done that a lot this year, but I think I'll take my chances with the rest of the range. That's how I feel. And again, uh, you know, we, we get this a lot for majors. It's like, you don't like Scheffler? He's so, yes. Yeah, I, he's been one of my favorite golfers for the last year good. and a half. I love um, him. I've rostered him tons, way more than the field. But now, it, oh, but now it, it does this. Yeah, I didn't roster him at the Masters. That was fun. No. But, you know, now you have this where it just becomes much more diluted. If you're going to just have everybody in the range or something, 
I don't want to play him. I definitely do not want to play Colin Morikawa on this golf course, which I've said before. And then that comes back to bite you. But I just don't see Morikawa out here. Yeah, listen, I think you have to you have to make some hard decisions up top. Rahm and Rory won two. I think JT is the, I want to say the safest, but he's going to be very popular. And I think he should be. It's very, Morikawa, if you think that it plays easier and he can mask with his irons, I think he's a very interesting pivot. I think that's kind of far-fetched because his around the green game is a, a detriment. And then you've got Scheffler who uh, you're paying a big premium still. I know he's that He's Anderkurst too. And he's Anderkurst. A lot of things I going on. I didn't know that. With guy. Okay. Question I ask you every time. How often do you see yourself starting like Rom, Rory, JT, you know, uh, two guys north of 10? I'll, I'll do it, but I, I doubt it's going to be a prevailing type build. There's some weeks where it's been very, very easy. Last week, I thought it was pretty silly to probably do that. And you still worked out if you win Spieth, if you win JT, you found ways to get it done. Um, but I, I'm probably, if, I doing it, if I'm doing it, going JT, Rory, and then getting very, very different. They're going to be very popular. The two number one and number three most owned 10K players there, JT Rory. So I, I think that's going to probably be the most likely route of me doing it. Um, but I'm going to have to be very, very conscious of how I'm doing uh, with my fifth, sixth golfer in. Yeah, I, I like it. You can. I, I think I like the 6K range more than you, and we'll get there. So I don't find it a detriment. I'm saying the lower sixes. I lower like the lower, there are guys sub 6,500 that I think are, are firmly in play. Yeah, Bo uh, Hostler. I didn't even know he was in the tournament. So no, not 6,400. Okay. Good talk. Not anyway. He's in my single entry right now because I hate my life. It's fine. Oh, Hostler. No. Hovland, Cam Smith, Jordan Spieth, DJ, Xander Decky, Cantlay, and Brooks. This is the nines. The upper nines I don't really like. I'll be honest. Of course, they're, you know, top end players. We've got some big time names to Cam Smith and Spieth. Where do you go? Who would you be comfortable starting with in your balance builds? How do you break down the 9K range? I'm going to break my rule and my trend for this golf tournament with one guy and one guy only. And I think that's going to be Cameron Smith at 9,700. He owes me money because I just haven't been rostering him nearly as much this season as I have in the past. He's so hard to get a gauge for when he's going to play well, but I will take shots when he's going to be 12% or less. Arguably, him and Scotty Scheffler have had the not, it's not even arguable. They've had the two best seasons thus far uh, in relation to anybody else in this field. Sentry, the guy went and shot 30 bazillion under. Uh, Cameron Smith, that the players played a much more difficult golf course, 66 on Sunday, found a way to close that one out. There are lots of paths where I think I'm going to be landing on one of the 10Ks and then a Cameron Smith. Uh, Hovland, I think might, we'll, we'll have to pay attention to this ownership here because if Hovland's going to be a little bit lower owned, I don't mind maybe making that kind of a stand, but considering I'm not going to be playing speed, that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. I think you'll probably be one of the most overowned golfers of this entire week. He's been playing phenomenal in terms of form for the last two tournaments. People have rostered him, but neither of those golf courses do I find anything remotely close to close to this. So I want to find ways away from him. Cameron Smith, the easy pivot. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. New on Curiosity Stream. 
I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns. Reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. So I, I, I want to kind of ask you, to because I don't like Cameron Smith at all this week, and I know I have no credibility in that space with the Cameron Smith fade, but I, what do you see with him versus Spieth? Because to me, they profile very similar in a lot of regards. They're amazing short game players. They both can certainly mask bad off the tee at times. Is there something that Cam Smith is doing differently than Spieth, or is it an ownership game? I just kind of get in some insight there. Yeah, it, so here you go. So you have one-third – if you move up in stakes, you're going to see Jordan Spieth, I think, higher round at 9,600. He has been striping the ball better than he's seen in a long time. But just go back to the Masters. He missed the cut on a difficult call, of course, at the Masters. Uh, the Valero, 35th. Uh, we're talking the Genesis, 26th. That was his best showing outside of Pebble, which he always plays well. His three golf tournaments where he's put up top 26 finishes this season – have come at golf courses. Pebble Beach, he's phenomenally familiar with, absolutely loves playing there. The RBC Heritage, which sets up perfectly for him with his ball striking, didn't even putt well that entire week, but uh, was just, you hit a lot of irons and that's what he's been doing well. And then the Byron Nelson. I feel like Jordan Spieth, if people want to just say, oh, he's fixed his driver. He's, oh, he's fixed his driver. Still in the last 50 rounds, he's like 60th in terms of strokes gain off the tee in this field. Has he been positive in three golf tournaments in a row? Sure. But they've been golf tournaments that I don't find even remotely comparable to this. He's going to need to putt well in order to go out and compete here. This, this Jordan Spieth, we always think of as this phenomenal putter. He's lost strokes, gained putting three of his last four events. You're going to be struggling to make some pars. He's not that good off the tee. I don't believe he's just magically fixed it, even though he's been positive almost the entire season. It's just golf courses that haven't demanded as much out of his driver. He's been kind of picking and choosing some spots. Obviously, the Masters, a huge blemish uh, going against him where we don't have any of that data about how he hit it. But I feel pretty safe in saying that Jordan Spieth is going to be my biggest fate of the weekend. Fair enough. Again, I, I think for me, I'm just kind of going a different direction uh, in this range, Hovland's interesting again. If you think that around the green maybe doesn't define everything because he's another one that really struggles, but I like the guys below this. I like Xander, mm -hmm. Decky, and Cantley quite a bit. Well rounded games, certainly with Cantley, he's maybe the most consistent. He, he gains in all four categories. Xander does as well. He rallied with 61 on Sunday. Decky, you know, the putter is always an issue, but at, at a course like this, I don't think it's this is not you got to make. 15 15 footers for birdie it's just not that type of tournament so to me you can look to get two of those guys or even three of those guys in some of the lineups and go very very balanced yeah i think that's going to be a popular way to do it but how can you blame somebody when you're getting cantley 9100 i i absolutely love him he's one of my favorite plays for the week so yes to to, to bury the lead there on scott I didn't like his body language on Sunday. Yeah, I don't like Jordan Spieth's body language ever. Um, but I, I, I just like this 9K range. I think up and down more than you do outside of Spieth, who will be a pretty hard fade. DJ, 9,500. I was on him last week. I, I thought that he had the ability to go low in that kind of a setting. But, I mean, this is another setup where you just go out and bomb it. And if he can get that putter to rebound here in any kind of a meaningful way, 
Dustin Johnson has the ability to go back to doing Dustin Johnson things. He lost 3.7 strokes game putting there. New territory, new different spot. Again, that's the huge issue in his golf game, but uh, I'm, I'm willing to overlook some of it and, and roster some of his current ownership, 15%. I think that's probably about appropriate, but I'm going to be there on that. X-Man, the most popular guy of the entire slate, but how can he not be at 9,300? We've seen him play well in major settings, fifth, coming off a fifth and a first. Um, and, you know, Obviously, it was a two-man event with Cantley, but I don't know how you don't like X-Man at that number. I, I do like him, but I, I will say this. Uh, I liked X-Man at the masters and he made less birdies than Sandy Lyle. So yeah, it's not Jordan without... Spieth missed the cut. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, missed for all the cuts. Yeah. No, listen, yeah. that's, that's one data point. The price is right. The all around game is good. He's contended in majors. USO. I, I comp this to us open. If it's going to be so hard. Last question I have for you in the range, give me a one word answer. If you like Brooks Kepka, yes or no, no, I'm with you. I think it's no. I don't really see it. It seems just like an unnecessary risk. Such a strong range. You have to beat three, four, five guys right around him to pay that off. Yeah, I'll let anybody else want to chase him. We've played him one time and one time only this year, and it went well. Just don't expect it again. How is projected ownership calculated? That's one of the many things that we've got behind the paywall. We have people much smarter than me that run the simulations. (laughs) check in on things and craft that ownership. And it's a huge, huge edge. And one of the many reasons you want to join the Awesome Plus community, because having ownership projections and the projections themselves and the tools are what makes the difference. You know, breaking down the golfers is great, but ownership is very, very important as we move down. And we do have some free things going on. I, I, look at that. We've got MLB main slate ownership projections for free, NBA ownership projections for the Heat Celtics night, which you'll be talking about in the golfers rankings. All of those are free and NHL player rankings. Look at this free on free on free. Now we get to the part of the show where we talk about Will Z dodged him last week. He was actually a really good miscut. I was rooting for him to miss the cut and that worked out perfectly. I like him on the rebound here though. He lost 4.2 strokes putting and that's not an anomaly. He's a bad putter. But as we talked about with Decky, I don't think it's that big a deal here. Do you buy quote unquote low with him at 8,900 to kick off this range or do you go elsewhere? Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm with you here on him and Sam Burns. I mean, I don't know how I don't roster Sam Burns missed the cut on the number as well. Heartbreaking last week, but once again, don't care. We move on. It's a new week and Sam Burns second in the FedEx cup standings. Seems like a guy to maybe keep investing in, but we'll see. I'm with you. Ball striking, ball striking, ball striking. Uh, there's really nothing else to add to it. I mean, 21st in terms of, or sorry, 13th in terms of strokes gain off the tee amongst this field, 13th in strokes gain approach over the course of his last 50 rounds. Everything checks where if you're going to see guys like him and Sam Burns as low owned as they are, it's hard not to really pull the trigger in a meaningful way on both of them. I know you don't feel the same way about Burns, but uh, there's really no doubt that Will Z You've been pulling farmers as kind of a, a comp for, for a lot of your decision-making this week. Torrey Pines, I don't hate that completely. It's a little bit more difficult PGA Tour golf course. I think the rough there, even in just the PGA standard, might be more penal than what this PGA Championship is. They want to entice players to go at certain pins where some of these runoffs are more accentuated than they've been in majors past at Southern Hills. So I think that Will Z, he's got to putt well. That's a huge caveat in terms of uh, you know, you you can't just have him finish 28th and kind of get away from it. You need him to get into the mix, but he's shown the propensity on tough setups. I mean, the Masters two years ago and 
uh, other times throughout his career, you know, sixth at the Masters again this season. There's just ways that he can get it done. The 67 on that Sunday, 66 at the Zurich. Uh, he was a huge part of that alongside his boy Cantley. Uh, look, or not, not look, who did he play with again? It wasn't Cantley, it was Xander and Cantley. I can't remember who what? Will Z played with. Will Z played with who? At the Zurich? At the Zurich, yeah. I have no idea. Maybe Bur- Whatever, Burns he played, played well, with. though. I saw a lot of him that day. It was yeah. cool. Get, Go continue on. I like Will Z. I, I will. And listen, I, I know I've become a, a noted Burns hater. I would just caution outside of Bermuda. And if it's really windy, that is a formula so far in his career. He really has struggled with. He's been more really dominant on Bermuda. And when he can really flag on uh, elite talent, I think he can mask that. But I would caution that right now, Sam Burns has struggled in some of the things that we might say. He's missed a lot of cuts lately. He's got crazy upside, but he's also missed five out of eight cuts. So we'll see where he goes. Again, this is a range ripe with, uh, you know, high variance players. Right below him is Shane Lowry, who's playing maybe as cons- quietly as consistent as Scheffler and those guys just without the hardware right now. What do you make of him, Berger, and then the guy that I obviously love in Neiman at 85? Uh, yeah, the- I really just want to jump to Neiman and talk about him. He's 24.3% now. I was in love with getting to Neiman, but I'm I'm starting to talk myself into some Lowry in my life because we have that narrative of firm, fast, tough, open championship winner. Like there's a lot of things that I feel like are gravitating and, and pumping up his ownership, but probably rightfully so. Berger, uh, iron extraordinaire. Can he hit his driver well enough to, to really be in 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 lockstep to allow for the best part of his golf game to shine through we'll see i'm probably not going to be there on burger um actually i i know i won't i don't even know why i'm saying maybe he's not in any of my lineups right now but joaquin neiman is somebody that i want to play a lot of we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches hensonshaving.com slash holiday Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. But it's hard to pull the trigger on him, Rory and JT. And those are three of my guys, three of your guys. How do we kind of like balance the fact that like three of our favorite players are three of the most popular plays? So it's a really good question. And I think there's, there's a couple different ways you can go about it. One, 
you don't pair them together or you leverage with a really low owned combination around them or two, you pick and choose your spots. I think that's more apt, whether you're doing like tea time stacks or things like that. I'm okay getting to some of this ownership. I just don't want to consolidate it together. Neiman is really steaming. And my biggest problem is not, I really like the play. I just, there's a lot of guys around him with Lowry. I think Berger is fine. Maybe a little long this course for him. And then it gets crazy. So I don't actually know what the status of Sanjay Im. He he got COVID, I believe, in Korea. I'm not sure if he's, he's not going to play. He's he not going to play. Okay, He's not going to make it. It, it. You have to wait. I think it's 10 days in Korea. So without him, it thins out this range a little because right below it, same question, like Brooks. Are you going to play Bryson? No. Okay. So Bryson's out for you. Are you going to play Tiger? I, I, if I were to play one of the two, I would play Bryson between him and Brooks. What about Tiger? I'm playing Tiger. Oh, okay. So talk to me about Tiger. And then how do you compare him to Homa, Hatton, Louie, and Connors who round out the range? Look, it's not Tiger Woods uh, 2000. It's not Tiger Woods, you know, the guy won a U.S. Open on a broken leg. I'm I'm not trying to make any kind of a case. We all know Tiger Woods, who he is. He's the greatest golfer of all time. He is just a guy that you, you give me one of the greatest golfers of all time and he's walking again. Like all he's been doing is just gearing up to, to play this golf tournament. Like that's the one thing about this and St. Andrews coming up here that I think is going a little bit overlooked is that all these other players have engagements and things that they have to do at other tournaments or prepare for other places. And it's really fascinating to me that we're going to get a 1.6% owned Tigers. Do I believe that that's probably going to be the ownership? No, he's going to get, name recognition that's hard to really understand uh, what that data point is going to be. Is it going to probably be around five, 6%? Yeah, he is. But I don't know how you don't play a guy who's a billionaire who has every right to, to be able to just gear up for just these majors in an attempt to try to clip one or two more here as he reaches into 50, 51 years old here to try to chase Jack. He is only focused on majors. He's focused on nothing else but majors Whereas everybody else in this entire field is playing other golf tournaments, has other things that they're forced to do that they have to go do. This is just a a Tiger Woods primed to do one thing. He put this two iron in the bag. He has everything figured out for this week and this week alone. Hard for me not to have interest on a guy that's not going to gain nearly enough attention at 8,200. Everybody laughed when, you know, Tiger Woods plus money was was to make a cut and, and he came through there. Like just... I'm not saying to go to any kind of the betting well with Tiger Woods, but it's impossible for me not to roster him at an $8,200 salary, knowing that all he's doing in his life is trying to play these four tournaments well a year. I'm not even close to rostering him. I don't like him I know, at all. I don't care. I, I no, absolutely hate that, that you yeah. don't, that I can't. I mean, it's Tiger freaking Woods. And, and the problem I, I, go ahead. The FOMO alone, I will roster Tiger. <laughs> the FOMO alone. I'm a, I'm, I'm telling you, if you didn't roster him at the Masters when he won, I bet that was not a good feeling. I bet no, but I think Molinari just... was up there, so it didn't really matter. But that's <laughs> that's how I roll. Uh, the thing about Tiger right now, I think that's interesting, is everyone is saying, and it was impressive. They made the cut at the Masters, but he wasn't useful at all. Like he can't make the cut here and do much. He's got to play well. He's not yeah. six thousand. If he was six thousand. I would probably roster him because I do think he's very live to make the cut. Uh, 
this is a big boy golf course. It's going to test him in different ways than Augusta did. Maybe not physically, but this is a tough, tough test. I think much harder than the Masters. So it'll be very interesting. It's pretty simple for me. I prefer Homa, Hatton, Usti, and Connors over him. I have no room. Uh, taking Tiger out of it, who do you prefer prefer of those four? Just give me all the Homa in all the land. Why? Why is it that Jordan Spieth gets steamed up a drastic amount? I mean, we were looking at 90 to 1 Homa before he won the Wells Fargo. It only adjusted to 80 to 1. And my God, Avenel Farm played hard. It played windy. It was gross out. The rough was longer than what you're probably going to find here. But I'm looking at, at Max Homa. Why does he not get the Jordan Spieth kind of treatment and bump? He plays very difficult golf course as well. He's had the ability to go low in some of these spots when you wouldn't expect it. He's just kind of a winner now on the PGA Tour multiple times and is starting to show that pedigree that we saw coming out of Cal. And Max Homa is just an elite-type player when it comes to grinding out a score for you as well. Um, You know, he's had so many decent finishes throughout this entire season. It's hard for me to imagine Homa burning you in any kind of a capacity. And then the win equity is off the charts compared to the range. So 8,100 Homa signed me up. I'm with you. Uh, The big pushback and GQ mentioned it. He has absolutely not performed in majors, but I think that's going to come. He's really transformed his career. He's getting, you know, this guy is his career trajectory is really, really different than it was just a couple years ago where he's got a lot of missed cuts. He did make the cut at the masters came in 48th. That's not going to get it done, Mm -hmm. but I, I do think his best days are certainly in front of him. For majors, Louis to me is the wild card. You can get anything from him. I think he's a very, very good tournament play. I think Connors is the cash play. This guy just answers the bell time and time again. Yep. Nothing to push back. I just think Corey Connors is going to be a very, very popular choice at flat eight. Yes, he is. And well, he's sub 10% right now, but we'll see. I think that's we'll going to rise though. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I totally do too. We have ownership. We have the best ownership there is it still needs to be adjusting the day ahead. And, and I feel like I've seen his name. All you have to do is log on to twitter.com and see where people are landing. Uh, your boy, Alex Norin falling into a lot of cards this week. We have, you know, okay. people okay. all over the, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I like it's, just it. an, it's a name that just keeps popping up in the atmosphere. Corey Connors. I've seen getting bet multiple times. I've seen a lot of steam uh, for the likes of Xander. I've seen a lot of steam for the, and, and that generally has a lot of merit to it. So the more people see his name, the more willing they'll click on it. Um, but Louis at 3%. Oh boy. That, that might get me in trouble this week. I'd agree. It's just a good tournament play. You're probably yeah. going to burn 10, 15% of your lineups with him, but that doesn't change the fact that this is a guy that can make the difference in majors. We've seen it time and time again, difficult conditions. This is really good spot. Uh, check the tee times. That's also going to determine ownership. If yep. one wave gets a huge bump, that is something that we see. But now we get to the sevens, and there's a lot of names here. I, I think it, it's not really a hot take. But my hot take, if it, it for the Tuesday show, I give my real hot takes tomorrow night live before lock. High sevens, you can see the winner from this little range yep. right here. Finau, Fitzy, not, Webb is not winning. Answer, Leishman, Scott, <laughs> and Fleetwood. Cam Young is also in this range. I like a lot of these guys. How do you go about breaking down one of the more difficult ranges? <sighs> It's difficult because obviously any one of these guys can burn you in a very meaningful way. Matthew Fitzpatrick, again, he would be an outlier towards some of these massive, massive uh, ball striking type bomber builds that I'm looking at, but he's just cheap. He's 7,900. It's a cheap, cheap number. 
it's weird to say, I think I prefer Tony Finau to him for half the ownership. I don't think I've said that in my lifetime, uh, comparing the two of them. They've generally been 9K golfers. Now we're looking at them sub eight. And Fitzpatrick, before he got sick, was just absolutely blitzkrieging the place up. Nice to see the Wells Fargo result where he returned to form. The 67 on Sunday was just extremely, extremely impressive in that spot. That was a difficult golf course that sets up quite a bit like this. Fitzpatrick, I just think, is built for playing well in these major setups. Phenomenal putter. Just grinds out a score for you. Never really looks uh, off kilter when he's out there. I I think he's just a solid player to to roster. But he's 13.5% compared to Finau at 6.1%. And Finau, for all of his faults, really fits the mold. We're starting to see better form out of him. The 63 on Sunday at Mexico was beautiful. The Wells Fargo 41st. We're starting to see more and more out of Finau. So at 7,900, 6%, I think I'm going to probably end up pulling the trigger on more of him than Fitzpatrick by a little bit. Like them both. I want to point out Matthew Fitzpatrick has really improved his off the tee game. A yes. lot of it is accuracy driven, but he has gotten longer. He's not a mega bomber, but he is not a super short hitter anymore. And we've yeah. really seen the results uh, come with it. So I, I, I think this is a good setup for him. No problem with Finau. I'm going to give you my dark horse pick. It's Mark Leishman. This is a guy that I really think sets up well in the sense that he's already used to navigating out of missing fairways. We saw this at the Farmers where he won. He's also got two runner-up finishes at that tournament. He has a runner-up at the Open. Some of these are quite a long time ago, but I don't think Mark Leishman's form has dropped off in any significant way. He's not playing the best golf he's ever played, but he can turn it on quickly. Not going to be popular. Interesting bet. High miscut equity. But him and Fleetwood in that next tier are right with Cameron Young. How do you sort through that? Because Cameron Young has answered the call in every tournament except the players and the Masters, the two biggest so far. You keep playing Cameron Young. What? What are? That's not a conversation. We just play a lot of Cameron Young. Over you like him over Fleetwood? Oh my! By they are not on the same stratosphere for me. I had agree, but I have it the other way. Oh! Um, oh! Wow! What? Nah, I mean, person. That, you're uh, such I'm, a Fleetwood slappy. Like you're just you're the slappy. definition of a Fleetwood slappy. That is true. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday it's chevy truck season and with the chevy silverado there's no such thing as an uphill battle with the chevy silverado you can take on the mountains or you can move them because with impressive towing capability and available 13.4 inch diagonal touchscreen and a choice of powerful engines to pick from whatever your mountain there's a silverado with the capability you need click to learn more Find new roads at your local Chevy dealer. That's true. You what just can I love say? him. Such a weird guy to love. I love Tommy Fleetwood for, you know, his flair. He generally, that 63 shot at the U.S. Open might be one of the greatest rounds of golf ever compared to like okay. the rest of the field. But I don't know how you play him as the most popular guy in the range. I, I just, not for me. Not I think Cam Young's going to be pretty popular, to be honest. You think he's going to be more popular than Fleetwood? Yeah, I, I think it could be, again, I want to see these tee times, but I think that could be a conversation okay. that we revisit tomorrow night. 
listen, Cam Young is a ball striking wizard. We just, I, there's two schools of thought. He missed the cut at the Masters and the players, and he's taken apart these other fields. Now, off the tee, absolute masher. I think he mirrors Will Z in a lot of regards. I don't know what he's going to do if it gets crazy hard. Uh, that's my one concern with him, but I, I get cash viable for sure. Let me just say, there's one golfer in this range who's going to make or break my week based on my early builds. Um, actually, no, he's going to be one of my highest known golfers, I think, regardless. Can you name that golfer? Um, Keegan? Keegan's the guy. I don't know how we don't play a ton of Keegan this Oof. week. Around the green has been a bugaboo for him at times. And one, <laughs> two, three, say. four, five, six, five of his last six events around the green, been positive. He lost 2.4 strokes gained around the green at the Wells Fargo. You know how he recovered that? 9.8 strokes gained with the putter. When in your wildest dreams would you expect that type of putting performance from Keegan Bradley? I don't know if you figured something out. I don't know. That's a pretty outlier type number for a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad putter. But we are looking at him being a supreme ball striker. The off the tee game is just off the charts. It always has been. It always will be. I'm going to play a ton of Keegan. He just makes way too much sense. He's going way undervalued. I know people have bad juju with him to some extent, but he just continues to show me different elements of ways he can get it done around the green game. If it goes back to positive, you're looking at him beating Homa at the Wells Fargo. If you see, you know, the putter maintained the way that if it, if he gains half these strokes here, there's no way he doesn't top 10 at the PGA championship. If he gains four or five strokes with the putter. So I don't know if he figured something out. I'm assuming 9.8 strokes gained. I mean, that's an outlier for a good putter, let alone, Keegan freaking Bradley, but I'm going to have an, an outrageous amount of him if the field's going to be sub 10%. I get, listen, Keegan, Keegan somehow has a major the ball striking as a clinic. Somehow, I, Atlanta Athletic Club, he he devoured that place. He played yeah. great. But he's shown up in big time events. He's also got a, a WGC to the resume. Again, some of these are going way back, but I, I get it. I have no problem with Keegan. Talk, what's, you know, we got about 10 minutes left not a ton of chibis we'll get to. So we're fine on time, but talk to me about the lower sevens here. I think there's a big drop off. Uh, you know, you've got Paul Casey, Billy Ho, Gooch, Wolf. I don't even know. Again, the status of Paul Casey will confirm if he's in or out. He withdraws every week. Seemingly post-lock, you've got lists. See Woo. Sergio is an interesting name. Where do you go? This could be your last man in imbalance builds. I'm a humble man. And I admit when I'm wrong, I admit when you're sharper than me about something, I made a very strong case against Sergio Garcia at the Wells Fargo. He finished 21st, which in this range at that number, uh, that, that worked out very, very nicely for you. You were correct. You are right. I am wrong. You're smarter. I'm dumber. You're but more Casey handsome. already withdrew. So good. Get I'm him out of there. Attractive. One less thing yeah. to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Paul Casey's gone. We don't have to say his name. Um, but I'm looking at Sergio as somebody I want to invest in this week. And I, I was having like a moral quandary as I was looking at the slate this morning. I talked to you about him briefly where I was like, am I really going to roster Sergio this week after being so vehemently against him from the clouds? I think I am. He just fits the profile of the kind of guy I want to roster. I'll also say 0.4% Matt Wolf. If you're building 150 and you have a couple shares of Matt Wolf, that's not the worst thing I've ever heard. He's completely broken. Um, there's that, the, the Byron that's Nelson, 7472. But that 65, it's a massive outlier what he did at the Wells Fargo 25th, but it was nice to at least see it. He is so strong off the tee from time to time that I think you can take those shots. I mean, it's going to be something where off the tee is just going to be bombing it 
if the rough isn't penal, if he can get away with some of that, he's just a strict bomber. He sprays it everywhere. So, you know, the strokes gain data isn't going to look good, but he fits the bomber type profile. So maybe some shares, but my God, don't get carried away with it. And Luke List is like a requirement that I bring him up every day because if he ever putts well, that one time you talked about a farmer's being a comp, that makes sense. Luke List kind of won that tournament this year. Yeah, listen, I think this range is is ripe with some interesting GPP targets like Kokrak and List. Sergio, I do really like. McNeely. Maverick, it's a big step up, but certainly he's answered the call at every form. We've got Patrick Reed and Justin Rose who are playing terrible, but they, you know, this is major time. Can they flip the switch? You've got HV3 and Norin at the flat seven. You know, that, that's a lot of names. I don't think you want to go to all of them. For me, I like Sergio. I think that List, EVR, and Norin are probably where I would go next. Not looking to get crazy amounts. I'd actually avoid this range if I could. But if I can't and I have to land there, I think that's where I'm going. No Bubba, no Straka, certainly not any Ricky Fowler. Yeah, no, uh, Ricky Ricky is a no-no. Ricky was a young boy. Ricky's going to go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's what it sounds like. He's going. That was, was that the weirdest clip you've ever heard from somebody that is so beloved by the PGA Tour and fans and everything? He was very wish-washy. He's, he's you know going, he was trying to incept I, I, me and Ricky were one with the universe. Cause we both like the color orange, but, uh, I get it anyway. And Oh, one other guy, what are you doing with Bez before we move to the sixes? Cause he's terrible off the tee, but he is an elite short game player. If you want to build him and not in a lineup with some other guys and just spatter Mac the board. Hughes. I mean, if you're, if you're going to build that way, you basically are saying I'm not building by skill type. You're, you're just kind of mixing him in because it's hard for me to imagine. I'm going to have a four or five short game specialist type build situation here. Uh, Bez. Cause again, you have to hit the ball. Well, you're taking full game approach shots on every single hole. You don't necessarily have a pitch shot on every single hole. And I try to emphasize that to people sometimes where it's like, yes, short game. When you're trying to be a really, really good golfer, it is the most important thing that you can refine. But once you get to that level of being elite, you got to be able to just avoid being in those type of situations more so than not. And it feels like Bez is just kind of behind the eight ball. He has to be good in that regard because his ball striking numbers piss poor off the tee has been better. I mean, clicking on it, it's been a little bit better than I was expecting to see, but uh, probably not for me. I, I don't mind him, but again, it's not a range I'm looking to get to a ton. And, you know, it's just looking at the stats um, over there. And I don't know. It doesn't really stand out. I think you make a good case. If you're building to an awkward tea time or awkward skill set stack, he might find his way in. Other than that, I don't see it. All right. Time to get to the cheapies. Before I do, I will say it's major week. I know we have a lot of new viewers. You guys are coming in and A, you're enjoying yourselves, or B, you want to make sure that you want to join the community. Press like, press subscribe, hit the like button. It really does help us out. And certainly, if you subscribe, you're going to make sure you don't miss shows. You'll be part of the community. We're marching towards 100,000 subscribers. It's been an awesome ride, and we would love to have you guys as part of it. Now, you may have to go into the sixes if you're very aggressive up top. You've got Chris Kirk at 69. You've got Domin at 68. Munoz at 68. Aaron Wise is down here. Is there a name or a couple names that you want to get to at the bottom? I mean, it would be it would be disingenuous for me to say that Jonathan Vegas is a, a great play. Like he's he's a great play. 
But it'd be disingenuous to say at 16%, do I want to have 16% of Jonathan Vegas? Probably not. Um, I, I get it. But there's enough other chalky guys that we've talked about throughout. And I think that this is a range where, yeah, Ryan Palmer, do I think that last week, do I want to read anything off of it? No, but I think he has the type of profile, bomber, ball striking extraordinaire. I think he could succeed in this spot. I think there's guys like Munoz that I definitely want to be investing in. He's at 10%. I think that's about fair. Aaron Wise, I think, is probably going a little bit over-owned now. I've been rostering him like crazy. What? I totally agree. I've been rostering yeah. him like crazy, too. This is a different situation. Yeah, I, I don't know how I roster Aaron Wise when he's 10.5%. It, it makes me like adjust my computer screen a little bit. Like, do, Is the brightness off? Yeah, no, it's 10.5% is what it says. And that's going to be hard for me to get to. I want to get your take on Davis Riley because this guy has really, and it's hard to find better form than Davis Riley has coming into this golf tournament, other unless you're Jordan Spieth. Coming off a fourth at the Zurich, fifth at the Mexico Championship, ninth at the Byron Nelson. I know they're different types of plays, but the Valspar, that second was really impressive. We've now seen four events, top tens now in his last six. And I feel like nobody notices or nobody cares or nobody's even thinking about it. And Davis Riley, Texas boy, uh, obviously grew up. You know, him and Speed had that that uh, that back and forth that they had chatted about uh, having the history that they did. Uh, him and Justin Thomas too in that playoff. But I'm looking at Davis Riley as a guy that I think I just want to play a lot more than I want to play Aaron Wise, considering their ownership. I would still play Wise. I, I would play basically anyone over Davis Riley. I don't. Like that's him. not nice. I I just don't like him in the spot at all. He spiked okay. putting a couple times. But I think that a major setup here that's long is really going to put pressure on his irons, which are problematic to say the least. So, yes. um, but off the tee, he's kind of solid. Like he is solid. He, he absolutely is. Uh, you know, maybe he's turned a corner early in the year. Maybe it's California. He looked awful at Farmers. He did not play well at Amex. Uh, API was a problem. Then he's really turned it on. There's no doubt. Some of it is putting centric, but you know what? Davis Riley, he's a talented guy, and we just don't know. Kind of like Higo in that regard. We mm -hmm. just don't know. To yeah. me, I think I would rather go with some of the more known quantities down here. Some of the Euros, I know this sounds pretty gross, and if you're desperate, I don't think it's that crazy to look to Weisberger or even Stenson. Right. Weisberger and Stenson are fine. Stenson, Stenson I've been seeing a lot of cases for on Twitter.com, and I can't say that they're that, that far off. The guy's gaining strokes for the first time in a long time in the ball striking department. I think, you know, this is, this is an elite frame for golf. I mean, he is a tall wiry dude who hits a lot of three woods very, very far. And when those kind of numbers start to regress, the guy's got an open championship on the resume, a tour championship on the resume. Uh, he's got a number of different golf tournaments where, you know, we are, we're four or five years removed from him being a top 10 player in the world. So if he's starting to regain a little bit of it, you have the price that's basically giving him to you for free. So if there's something there that you're seeing, and you know, I'm going to take even more of a look at him here uh, going into tomorrow, but I've been seeing the name start to circulate. I can't say that I'm enthusiastic about anything down here, no. but he's the thing that I think I might be able to make a case for going forward. I can tell you one thing. I won't be playing a 5% Keith Mitchell. No, I, I don't like that either. And again, we have to see the... The ownership adjusts, the tee times to come out. A couple of names before we bounce on out of here. Adam Hadwin is 6,300. Ryan Fox is 6,300. 
Tom Kim, I will give a shout out to our man, Tokyo Swan, who was all about him last week and he played very well. Uh, I believe he's only 19 years old, the, the Korean, very mm-hmm. talented. I'm not going to play him in a major, obviously, but I think there will be some people who have some interest there. My goal as we bounce on out of here and kind of just briefly talk lineup construction is to not go this slow. I think unless you really have something up top that you love, I, I don't want to play Hadwin or Ryan Fox if I don't have to. I think it's viable, but man, would I much prefer landing around flat seven. And I think you can do that even if you get one of the big time names. So my favorite question, and it's the exact same question that I asked you last week, who's, if you had to play one 6,300 or under, who do you click on? I'm curious if we're going to click on the same guy. So if I had to play someone 6,300 or under, I think it would be Ryan. Is it Lanto? No, it's not Lanto. I think it'd be Ryan Fox. Okay. For me, it'd be Russell Knox. (laughs) Russell Knox uh, he better hope that these fairways are burnt out because this is a long course for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it could be that kind of a narrative, and I'm just playing the high. He has a Scottish flag next to his name narrative. In case he, it gets certainly, there are some things that, that set up nicely for Russell Knox. His just combination of no putting and a <laughs> long course could be problematic. But again, yeah. this is, we have to see. Some of these guys are going to be in the wrong end of the draw, and that's going to really bump them down. There's no doubt about it. Any final thoughts? before we call it a day on the Tuesday PGA strategy show. Nope. Second major of the year. It's a beautiful time to be alive in the PGA TFS community. Check out Ben and I's uh, odd shopper video that we have. We do the PGA breakdown, our favorite bets that we have top of the board. Uh, I know that you'll be on with Jason doing a great job tomorrow, covering everything again, but just looking forward to this golf tournament. It feels like it's going to have some very clear cut builds that I'm going to have in terms of the way that I build it out. Hopefully the Bombers kind of take it down for me here, but looking forward to it. Hopefully you are too. There you have it at Eric Lindquist at Jazz Raz DFS. If you guys have any questions, hit us up on Twitter and don't forget to sign up for Yahoo and sign up for Osmo Plus. You can do it together if you just sign up for Yahoo. That's the easy life hack. But for me, for Eric, for Tyler behind the glass, good luck. You will see me tomorrow breaking down the weather, the tea times, and so much more here at Osmo. Good luck and we'll talk to you guys soon. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.